temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we are pleased to be joined by the State Commissioner of the Department of Economic and Community Development, David Lehman. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Aaron. Thanks again for having me. Well, Connecticut continues to emerge from COVID-19-related shutdowns. What happens on Wednesday, Commissioner? Yeah, so Wednesday is the start of our phase two, June 17th, and that is by far our our largest phase of the economic reopening. So we have, uh, just to maybe back up a second, there's a three-phase plan. The first phase started on May 20th. Uh, for outdoor dining, retail for browsing, outdoor recreation. Uh, we then opened up hair salons and, and barber shops. Uh, and then phase two, which is really coming four weeks exactly after that May 20th date, you're going to see, um, you know, again, the vast majority of our economy open. So restaurants for indoor dining, uh, hotels will be able to open, gyms will be able to open, all personal services will be able to open, uh, amusement parks, libraries. Uh, so really significant parts of the state that have been shut down since mid-March. Hopefully, we'll come back online uh, here on June 17th. Now, this date was moved up a few days from June 20th. What was behind that decision? Yeah, a couple of things. So we, it, the, the June 20th date was always an approximate date after May 20th. Um, and I think the, the more we looked at, at, at the data, uh, and the data in Connecticut, as, uh, as, as, as you know, and I think your listeners know, continues to be quite good. Um, and we hope that that continues. People have taken social distancing very seriously, mask wearing very seriously, uh, and, and folks that are 65 and older with preconditions staying home. That has been really, really helpful in terms of containing the spread of, of the virus. So June, June 20th was always an approximate date. Um, you know, when we look at other states and their phasing of their reopening, uh, most of them are two to three weeks or two to four weeks. And, and you know, for exactly four weeks again after that May 20th date was the 17th. So we felt like that was appropriate given how strong the data has been in terms of positivity, infections and hospitalizations here in the state. Uh, the second thing I would say is it, it, it was... Um, you know, not lost on us that the 20th of June is the Saturday of Father's Day weekend, um, especially when you're talking about restarting indoor dining and things like hotels, you know, that the weekend is a big time for both of those businesses. So giving each of those industries in particular a little bit more time to you know, get the kinks out, to restart, we thought that was important. 
because even though outdoor dining, Aaron, has been uh, available to, to restaurants since May 20th, you know, the majority of them haven't done it or haven't been able to do it yet. We're still in the process of getting our outdoor dining set up. So indoor dining is going to be much more significant. And, and we thought a few extra days before the weekend was appropriate. And, and June 17th, the nice symmetry of it being four weeks was was definitely a key factor, too. Now, certainly, if you choose to go to a restaurant to eat indoors starting on Wednesday, things are not going to look like they did before the pandemic. What sort of guidelines have you given businesses to help them in the reopening process? Yeah, so the, the, the guidelines, and we put out nine sets of guidelines for phase two after, I think, five or six in phase one. Uh, and, and the guidelines are very consistent, not, not just in Connecticut, but really across other states. So typically it's uh, 50% capacity. So businesses that previously, a restaurant could that previously had 100 seats is now going to be able to have 50 seats indoors. They also can have outdoor dining. Uh, in addition, you're going to see your server wearing a mask and gloves. Um, you know, your tables are going to be at least six feet apart. Uh, back of the chair to back of the chair. So you're going to see a lot more spacing. Uh, there's going to be frequent cleaning of all touch points, including bathrooms in restaurants. So that type of reduced capacity mask wearing. Now for the customer, they will be required to wear a mask, um, but not when they're eating or at their table, of course, but when they're walking to their table or leaving the restaurant or going to the bathroom, that will be required. But, you know, and I think this is consistent, not just for restaurants, but for other businesses. Uh, more spacing, you know, i.e. less capacity, um, the physical distancing that's required to, to reduce the viral spread, mask wearing, certainly where, where it can happen in restaurants, we understand that, that that's just not possible when you're consuming your meal, uh, and then enhanced cleaning and hygiene. And all of this, Aaron, is in addition to, you know, the old hand washing and hand sanitizing, which I think has always been key, but I think it's just important that we keep emphasizing that as well. There's been a lot of focus on restaurants, but what are things going to look like at, at other businesses, such as gyms and movie theaters yeah so so let's take both of those uh, maybe movie theaters first so movie theaters will also be able to open in bowling alleys other indoor recreation activities uh, at 50 percent capacity uh, with very similar rules in place so making sure that the the spacing between family groups at a movie theater from a seating perspective that there is six feet in between uh, so you can watch that movie without having to to be fearful uh, when you're wearing a mask, but, but without having to be fearful that, um, you know, someone is close by you that you, you may have the virus or that you may not know. Um, so that is going to be in place. Uh, the, the hygiene and disinfecting is going to be there as well. So you, you'll, you'll see cleanliness in the bathrooms um, uh, and you'll see enhanced cleaning mechanisms there as well. And then I, I think broadly you're going to see amenities. Um, you know, you're going to see less amenities. So if the core business is to, to go to is the movie theater, you know, the, the, you, you, you may see, um, you know, what typically was a, a self-service uh, area for popcorn or for drinks, you know, that, that, that is likely going to be very different in, 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 in the new world because wherever there can be common touch points, uh, again, we're, we're looking to either eliminate them where we can or make sure that they're clean frequently. In terms of, I'm sorry, the, the, other, the other business was what? Gyms. Gyms. So gyms, um, they're six feet distancing unless um, folks are not wearing a mask. And there we are asking for 12 foot distancing, just given the, the, the likelihood of um, some of the aerosols being spread uh, when you're doing vigorous exercise like running. So we're asking for more spacing there. But again, 50% capacity, enhanced cleaning of, of, of the bathrooms and common touch points um, and, and mask wearing. But where the mask is not possible due to exercise, we, we think more spacing is appropriate. 
Now you've given businesses the guidelines. What sort of process do they have to go through to show the state they are ready to reopen? Yeah, so similar to phase one, what we're asking for is a, a self-certification. So uh, upon receipt of the guidelines on the DECD website at ct.gov um, is a certification. Um, so you, you'll, you'll go through the guidelines, you'll certify your business um, that is going to reopen on the June 17th date or shortly thereafter, whenever whenever it works for the business. Um, and then upon doing so, you'll you'll certify what you're acknowledging. You, you've read and reviewed the guidelines. You're going to train your employees in it. They're going to post the guidelines um, and, and all the stuff that we think is important important from a hygiene and compliance perspective. Um, when you do that, you'll also get um, a badge uh, that you can hang on your, your window saying uh, Connecticut COVID prevention. Um, you know, basically a big part of the economy coming back, Aaron, in our opinion, is, is confidence and consumer confidence. And we think um, people posting this badge in their window that they've embraced the guidelines, they're taking them seriously, that they're focused on COVID prevention is really important. Um, in addition, with that badge, there will be signage um, that basically emphasizes the spacing and the mask wearing um, and the hand washing, et cetera. So those are the two things after, upon certification that businesses will be able to get and display in their, uh, in their window. I suspect there are going to be some bumps in the roads. Uh, how will this be enforced? And do you plan to take kind of a hard line approach or more of a soft touch approach? Yeah, so we've been doing enforcement um, since May 20th, and I would say overall the compliance has been quite good. And, and so specifically how it's done, uh, enforcement of uh, these rules is being done by local law enforcement. Uh, or local public health officials. Mm -hmm. And for certain businesses, it can be elevated to the municipal CE, the chief elected official, or their designee. Um, and, and what we've seen, though, is typically a, a warning uh, and education is really the first step if we think there is uh, you know, non-compliance or we hear of non-compliance, whether that's through the employee or the customer. And we're really trying to remind people of, of, of why we need to be following these rules. You know, certainly if there are more egregious violations or frequent violations, you know, there is the possibility that, um, you know, ability to, to, to operate um, and licenses can be revoked. We hope we don't have to do that. Um, we hope we don't get there because it's so important that this is taken seriously. And so far for the first you know, three and a half weeks, that's what we've seen, which has been great. Beyond the guidelines, what other resources are available to, to businesses to help them reopen and emerge from the shutdown? Yeah, so a couple of things. So first, we, we have a, a helpline at DECD for all questions around business, whether it's reopening, financing, other programs, federal, state, and that's 860-500-2333. Again, 500-2333, and that's the DECD Small Business Helpline. Um, in addition, you know, there have been some really significant federal programs that have been out there, um, you know, most notably the, the Paycheck Protection Program or PPP. You know, that is a program where you can get effectively two months of your expenses in terms of employees, rent uh, and utilities paid for. Um, effectively, it's a, a loan program, but it becomes a grant if you satisfy the criteria, which I, I believe most companies will. And there's still uh, well over $100 billion left in that program. But we believe the application uh, timeline, it will formally close by the end of this month. But because banks need to process, it'll probably close around the middle of the month. So for folks that haven't, for businesses that haven't taken advantage of that, we certainly recommend it. Um, but you, you would need to do that quite quickly. Um, you know, in, in addition to that, as we get as we get started, you know, the state is talking about 
um, making it easier to, to find, you know, whether it's new employees or old employees to make sure that we're getting folks back on board quickly, you know, rehiring employees, uh, we can make that as seamless as possible as well. Has your agency had to make any tough calls when it comes to allowing certain businesses to reopen? I, I think about maybe businesses that are a hybrid, maybe grocery stores slash indoor restaurant and things like that. Have businesses reached out to you and said, hey, what can I do? We've gotten a lot of that since mid-March when the essential and non-essential business order went um, into place. Um, and, and typically what we've done is is we've said if you we're, we're trying to make sure it's a, a level playing field. And listen, there's always a, a nuance or an exception. We understand that. But but our goal is if you have a, a restaurant within a grocery store, well, the restaurant can open up and operate under restaurant guidelines when other restaurants can open up. Um, same thing if it's a restaurant within a hotel. Um, so so ultimately, you know, when we, you know, a, a gym within a hotel is going to open up with the gym rules and they're going to be held to the same rules as other gyms um, that open up upon state. So we're really looking at this through a public health lens. And, and that's what we'll continue to, uh, to do as we, we get into phase three and beyond. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Connecticut Economic and Community Development Commissioner David Lehman. We've been talking a lot about phase two, but when might we see the third and final phase happen in Connecticut? Yeah, I think, and again, all of, all of this, just to underscore the point, is data dependent. I think one of the big questions as we go into phase two, and we've seen this in some other states that are, um, you know, in front of us in terms of reopening some of the southern states and, and midwestern states is, you know, as you're going to see more activity um, of people, you know, the risk and, of, of transmission is higher and you're likely going to see an uptick in transmission. So, you know, we'll, we'll need to track very closely what we're seeing in early to mid-July as it relates to transmission and, and where we are as it relates to the virus, because again, the recent numbers have looked really good, um, but with more more people doing stuff, whether it's business or, or, or social or recreational, you're going to see increased transmission most likely here, and we want to make sure that that is limited uh, and we see as little of it as possible. But getting to phase three, you know, we've said phase three, I believe, is at least four weeks from uh, phase two. Again, always all of this is subject to kind of continual continually looking at what's appropriate given the current environment. We learn more about this virus and how it spreads every day still. Uh, but that would that would lead to something in mid-July. So I think July 15th um, is approximately four weeks from June 17th. Um, so something plus or minus that date I think is appropriate. Um, but as I mentioned there at the outset, phase two is, is really a large phase. What we have in phase three are bars and nightclubs, um, as well as large indoor events and indoor amusement. Um, but, you know, the vast majority of, of, of the economy is opening up here in mid-June, uh, and that's what phase three will look like. Is there any state that you are, are looking to that some in some ways mirrors Connecticut or looks like Connecticut and, and provides a roadmap to what things might look like as, as businesses reopen? Um. The short answer is no, there's not one specific state. I mean, we, we look at, you know, every state and every state is a little bit different in terms of timing, in terms of their phasing, in terms of their protocols. I mean, there are things that are very consistent. Um, you know, for example, the, the mask wearing um, in most states is quite consistent. The spacing is consistent. The frequent cleaning, all of that's consistent. You know, I, I also um, I, I have a weekly and sometimes twice a week call with my counterparts in the other seven northeastern states that we're coordinating with and working with. And, and we share ideas and share thoughts um, all the time on that call. But, yeah, there's really not one state that we're looking to 
to follow or looks like us. Um, we probably most closely track, I would say, uh, what's happening in our neighboring states, just given the virus doesn't know borders. So if you know New York or Massachusetts in particular, where we have our biggest border, are on a very different page than us, you know, we want to make sure we know why and discuss if that makes sense. Now, reopening is one thing, but will things ever get back to the way they were pre-pandemic or are plexiglass dividers at the grocery store and, and other places here to stay? I think they're here for the near term, um, in my opinion, certainly for the next three to six months. I mean, we can debate when we're going to see a vaccine. Um, you know, some some say at the end of this year, but we think it's much more likely in the first quarter, even the second quarter of next year. Um, so I, I, with that, I, I mentioned it because I, I think these mitigants, these measures that are being put in place are really important. And I do think they're here to stay and I think they're going to keep uh, our public safe. So, you know, in grocery stores, you mentioned it's a great example because we all remember our first trip to that grocery store back in March, you know, after the, the stay home order. Um, and you, we've all seen our grocery stores progress slowly where they have the spacing, maybe the one-way aisles, the plexiglass that's come up, the, you know, the frequent wiping down of everything. Um, and, and that, what you've seen grocery stores become is what I think you're going to see in other parts of retail, in restaurants, in hotels. Uh, so I think that is the new normal, uh, at least for the next three to six months. And I think it's important that we em embrace it because I think it's in, in our best public health interest. From your perspective, what has been the biggest challenge navigating the COVID-19 shutdowns and, and now the reopenings? The biggest challenge, well, well, let me take the second part of that first. I mean, reopening is a lot harder than shutting down. Uh, and we knew that going into this. That's why you never want to shut something down because it's hard to reopen. Uh, it takes time. There's execution risk. Um, you know, and it's one of the reasons why, if you look at what Governor Lamont did here in Connecticut, you know, we, we, we kept retail open for curbside pickup or delivery the whole time. Um, you know, we kept construction open. We kept manufacturing open. You know, other states, a lot of our surrounding states and many states even away from that did not do that. You know, one of the other things that we didn't do is for our essential businesses, we didn't dictate what an essential worker was. We, we let the business, left some discretion to the business as it relates to what's essential. So I, I mentioned that because I think it's important. Our framework was let, let's let's make sure we have the right balance and you know where, where there are industries, especially like a manufacturing supply chain, um, that's really complicated. So shutting that down, we thought didn't make sense. And that's why we didn't do it, even though some of our neighbors did it. So restarting it is a lot harder. Uh, we knew that going in, and, and now we're trying to do it methodically. Uh, and again, our plans does look a little different than some of the other states where we have uh, probably fewer phases, and, and, and our phases are more significant. Um, again, I mentioned the phase two previously is by far our biggest one. So you know that that is that that's definitely been our framework in terms of what's been surprising or what's been the hardest part of this. Um, you know, I, I think by far the hardest part is one, the, the speed at which you know, this happened. We basically had the real economy shut down all of a sudden in, in late February through early March. And there's just no playbook. No one's ever seen this really in, in close to 100 years in terms of the pandemic of this magnitude where you've seen this type of impact. Um, so it's really untested waters. There's there's no playbook. You're, you're making decisions that, that um, you know, the governor's been making decisions that are in the best interest of the state from a public health perspective, but we're really trying to have the right balance um, when, when you can't really look at what's New York doing or what happened the last time because there really wasn't a last time. And most other crises, if you talk about a typical recession or a shock to the economy, you know, there, there is some playbook for that. And here there just wasn't. And I think that made it a lot harder. Um, so ne next time we'll know. But uh, that, that was probably the most challenging thing. And for your agency in particular, you're in the business of opening businesses, not trying to shut them down. Correct. 
Correct. Yeah. The shutting, we, shutting down business is certainly not something that we, uh, we, 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 we endeavor to do. And we want to make sure everyone gets open as, as quickly and safely as possible. If you could kind of peel back the curtain for us in state government, how are decisions made at the upper levels of the administration <clears throat> when it comes to new executive orders and other decisions related to the pandemic? There's a process that, that, that the Lamont administration has, where ultimately the, the governor is the is the final decision maker on the orders that are being put out. You know, all of them are done um, you know, to get to benefit public health um, un, under the uh, emergency that was declared back in, in, in early March. Um, and I think the framework is one, you know, we're getting constant feedback from residents, from businesses on some of the issues that are out there. And and this is, we still get this now, but, but certainly in, in March and throughout April, um, you know, that was what I call the response phase, which preceded the reopen phase. So there, there was a lot of triage, there was a lot of response, there was a lot of discussion about what can we do to alleviate the burden, to minimize the burden, to delay tax payments, to provide forbearance on loans that businesses have with the state. That was one of the first things we announced uh, in early March was a, a three-month forbearance program for the, uh, I think, 800 small businesses that we had uh, in, in the, the, the state portfolio. And we said, you know, three months of deferred payments, we understand what's happening. So that that type of decision, we'll, 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 we'll get some feedback or we'll come up with ideas proactively, and then we'll socialize it with, um, you know, with the governor, the governor's chief of staff, the legal team, and a broader group of decision makers. And then we'll take a final decision. And if we elect to move forward with it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in place and announce it. Now, going back to the, the phases of reopening, these are dates that businesses can reopen, but they don't have to reopen. Have you heard from some businesses who say, I'm not quite ready yet? We have, um, you know, m- more so I would say in May. And we also do some, some regular um, surveying of the, the, the community and the consumer. But more so in May, we, we definitely heard that certain businesses weren't ready to go back. There were issues around PPE procurement. There were questions around childcare with school being out um, and homeschooling uh, or distance learning still being in place. Um, and there were concerns about getting employees back and, and certain employees weren't ready to come back. They were dealing with um, you know, their own issues, uh, health-wise, childcare-wise, et cetera. So it's incredibly complicated and, and it's going to happen slowly. I think we knew that going in. I think we're okay with that. Um, and we realized that businesses need to make a choice. Fast forward here to, to mid-June, uh, it, it feels like more folks, more consumers are ready to go back and participate in a lot of these activities and more employees and more businesses are getting ready to start up. So I think this mid-May period, excuse me, this mid-June period um, is going to be significant. And, and we're definitely seeing more confidence as the, the numbers around the virus get, get better and better here in Connecticut. You mentioned some of the, the federal programs available to businesses in Connecticut. Do you see another round of help or stimulus coming out of Washington? I think it's possible, and, and we certainly hear it. Uh, you know, there was something earlier this week, I think, from Steve Mnuchin um, suggesting there there might be, um, and, and and you hear talk about uh, incentivizing people to go back to work. Um, you know, and ways to do that as well. So I, I think it's possible. You know, I mentioned the PPP program. Excuse me, before in the program. And, uh, you know, the fact that there's still $100 billion left, and I think the numbers, the last numbers we've seen is close to 60,000 of Connecticut's 100,000 small businesses have gotten PPP, uh, and that's close to $7 billion of federal money coming into the state for those small businesses. So there's still, that's a significant amount of money that we've seen already, and there's still funding in that program. So for businesses in particular, I'm, I'm not sure there's going to be another round, our small businesses, given there's still funding there. 
but you know, to encourage folks to potentially go back to work or for uh, localities and states, given some of the issues in their budgets, it wouldn't surprise me. But it's um, you know, the federal government's put in close to three trillion, I believe, already directly beyond what the Federal Reserve has done in terms of uh, monetary stimulus. So the the response has been quite significant at the state level and the federal level. Do you see more people maybe being willing to go back to work at the end of July when the enhanced unemployment benefits from the federal government run out? Well, we'll see. Um, and we, we hear anecdotes of, of that from businesses in terms of being challenging to, to get employees to come back. Um, you know, there's not great data on that, I would say, Aaron. Um, and and my, my expectation, though, is you, you, know, you will see more um, folks looking to go back to work in that July time period um, because you know, hopefully the numbers continue to, to go the right way there. But, you know, the one the one risk with that is, you know, we don't know what the economy is going to be like. So, you know, you, you also don't want to be the, the last worker going back to the office or going back to the restaurant because, you know, if, if there is, um, you know, less demand uh, and demand, I think, is still going to come back slowly. You know, I think the the, the employment and the labor force, you, you're going to see that, that come back slowly. That's not going to happen all of a sudden here on July 31st or August 1st, for that matter. He is David Lehman, the commissioner of the State Department of Economic and Community Development. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Aaron, great to be here. Thanks again for having me. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.